Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, July 10th. I'm Jay Skeet, and joining us here on the Zoom Zoom, we got Tass Mellis. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Last but not least today, making the magic happen, is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. No Trey Kirby today. The bearded one is getting in a little getaway with the family before the restart in Orlando. I believe they're staying in a yurt tonight. <laughs> Trey Kirby in a yurt. A easy to yurt. picture, if, I, if I'm being honest. Very easy to picture. Yes, that's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, no TK today. Uh, he might be gone uh, for a couple shows next week, but he might be able to call in as well. So we'll figure that out when we get there. He was on yesterday's fun podcast, New Squad episode. Where we drafted our best Disney starting five basketball teams from categories like Mickey Mouse Legends and Disney Princesses and Marvel Superheroes and a whole lot more. Um, been some great responses on Twitter. People drafting their own teams, calling out some of our selections, some of our oversights, to be honest. Um, the big one to me, JD, everyone's like, how did nobody take Thanos? In the Disney villain section. Mm. Fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't think of it in that. And as he didn't think of him as a Disney villain. Right. I guess. Right. right. But I he know. is. He is. I know. I said that to Nora after we uh, finished recording. I'm like, oh my God, no one took Thanos in the villain category. Uh, but there are some hilarious selections. I see some great, like, No Dunks fans uh, whipping together some graphics of our teams. They're sharing them on Twitter and we're trying to retweet them and stuff and get them up on Instagram. There's even one of those, like you have $15 to draft your <laughs> Disney team from the selections we made, which is very funny. So uh, go check out that podcast. Uh, if you have it, everybody's still feeling pretty good about their teams. Tass, have you had a day to think about your squad? <laughs> yeah, I feel really good. Uh, one thing that was overlooked was JD, having overlooked the Goofy movie. Did you watch it last night, J.D.? The Goofy movie? Yeah, no. You I'm never going to watch that thing. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch People it. People were pumped about that pick, Tass. There was a lot of, I saw, like, you know, thumbs up for uh, Max Goof. That's me tapping into the younger generation. <laughs> yes, that's wow. right. Yeah. There, yeah, there are some people saying, like, how didn't you select this person? How did you overlook this character? I'm like... I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> there are names I've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, what yeah. movie are they from? Where are they from? Uh, yeah, I guess. I got a good comment from uh, Brent Ferrari on Twitter. He says, I'll give you Goofy challenging some shots, but how many times will he accidentally block his own team shot? Your squad on Shaq to fool the most. I've yeah. got to say, pretty accurate. I yeah. will say that. <laughs> that was one of our, uh, I think, one of our most enjoyable squad episodes. Yeah. So go check that out. We posted it on uh, Thursday. Squad Disney starting five is what that's called. All right. Before we get to the up-down report today, um, a few other No Dunks listeners wrote in, they emailed in, they tweeted in to ask whether we planned to discuss the recent comments by Steven Jackson, where he supported the anti-Semitic comments from NFL player Deshaun Jackson. For those of you that haven't been following this story, Deshaun um, misattributed an anti-Semitic trope to Hitler uh, and said that Jewish people plan to extort America and achieve world domination. Deshaun has since apologized for this post and him sharing this. I believe he's twice now apologized. But meanwhile, Steven Jackson, I know it's confusing with both Jacksons here, but Steven Jackson, who is easily one of the most prominent NBA voices after the murder of George Floyd, fixture of Black Lives Matter protests, 
he not only agreed with Deshaun, but then in a series of sort of weird Instagram videos, seemed to like quadruple down on the hateful comments. I know on Wednesday in an interview with CNN, Steven Jackson, he sort of, sort of apologized too. I say sort of because I would describe it as a muddled apology, but Tass, I mean, yeah, let's, let's address this, uh, you know, either as long or as quickly as we want here, but it makes sense people writing in to say, what do you think? Very unfortunate, especially coming from Steven Jackson. It's unfortunate when anyone supports a conspiracy theory theory about an entire race of people. Mm -hmm. And Steven Jackson, who was so vocal and so eloquent, coming out and trying to get people to understand the black experience, comes out and throws this blanket statement, these conspiracy theories that have been around forever about the Jewish people. It's sad. It's wrong. People get caught in these conspiracy tunnels, these uh, these rabbit holes all the time. Sometimes it's really hard to get out of those conspiracy rabbit holes. That's why things trend on Twitter. These certain things trend on Twitter every couple of weeks or the YouTube yeah. videos. Hey, have we been to the moon? I mean, conspiracy theories are real. They're hard to get out of. I understand that. But Stephen Jackson hopefully will understand uh, his ways and he may already be coming out of that hole. That's all you can hope for people who, who go down these rabbit holes and make these mistakes uh, because it happens. It really does happen, not to make an excuse for Steven Jackson. It, it's it's very disappointing that he couldn't see it in a different light. Um, but I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes when people go down these certain paths, uh, you just got to try and hope and reel them in. You can't just, you know, I don't know, degrade them. But you just, they, they are people too. They made a mistake. And Steven Jackson, uh, it, it is unfortunate because... He was telling us one thing about a certain race of people. Now, all the, uh, the other direction, he turns and says, hey, the Jewish people are trying to undermine our society. Right. Let's, let's slow the roll, Stephen Jackson. And, and, and you said he issued apology. And, and I think, you know, what did he meet with a rabbi yesterday as well? I, I think he is Instagram. trying to write his way. Yeah, that's right. I think, look, he has said that his words were more related to the Philadelphia Eagles treatment of Deshaun Jackson in juxtaposition to how they responded to Riley Cooper, who was a white player, if you remember, back in like 2013, who used the N-word. If you buy that explanation, okay, but at the same time, Stephen Jackson, you're pushing these anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, this hate. Um, so that that's the weird part to me. You said, quote, Deshaun was speaking the truth. When you say that, I think everybody is likely going to say, well, you're talking about this Hitler post on Instagram? We did, it wasn't even Hitler for crying out loud. That sounds like what you're saying, even though he has said, no, I'm talking about this private conversation the two of them had, Deshaun and Steven, which he sort of explained later. But yeah, I'm with you, Taz. This is, it's sad. It's hurtful. It's honestly downright embarrassing to hear Steven Jackson sort of conflate anti-Semitism with his very noble message of racial uh, justice. You just hope that he can learn from this and it, Here's that he's trying to, at least, though I will say some of these apologies, they come off of him still trying to blame people for being offended by the bigotry that he was sharing. He did share. So, yeah, Lee, I don't know if you have anything to yeah. add to this. <clears throat> yeah, no, but basically just sort of echoing what you're saying there, like he's been a very prominent voice here in the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's been great to see. He's been out there. He's been, you know, re really trying to get the message across. And then... This is a very contradictory thing that he's doing by then sort of tarnishing one race with one particular uh, stigmatism. And that's the exact thing we're trying to get rid of right mm -hmm. now. We're trying to make sure everyone's inclusive and nobody is discriminated against. And, it, 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 you know, when these things that aren't true get 
publicity and they get oxygen, then all of a sudden they grow a life of their own. And that's not what we need right now. We need people to have more compassion and more tolerance and more understanding. And I don't think Stephen Jackson's message has come across that way. Now, the reason I think he's struggling with his apologies is because I don't actually think he knows what he's apologizing for yet. Mm. That's why I think it's coming across a bit confusing because he's kind of he kind of doesn't think that he said anything or done anything wrong. Right. And I think hopefully in these next few days and weeks, he will learn and he will understand what he said was wrong and was hurtful and that then he will be able to make a more genuine and sincere apology uh, because it right now it's just this confusing message of like, what the hell are you talking about? And then he's saying, well, it's your fault for being offended. And it's like, no, you've, you're going off on some crazy path here that doesn't make any sense. So that's what I'm hoping to see uh, mm-hmm. because, again, the, the message right now for the entire world is that we have to get rid of any discrimination and bias against anybody, no matter where they're from, what religion or or race they are. We're all in this together. Uh, it doesn't help being in this country when you have a president who is one of the worst at, at fueling these conspiracy theories and creating racial division. He's by far the biggest problem in this country right now. And hopefully he won't be here for much longer. Hopefully he'll be gone in November. But again, it starts with the people. And that starts with us and it starts with everybody else showing and leading the way that we are trying uh, to to make amends for what has been wrong in the past. Yeah. And uh, thank you to everyone that did write in. Uh, there were some really, uh, you know, uh, thoughtful, insightful emails um, that people sent our way. So thank you to everybody that did do so. All right, well, let's get into the up-down report. Preparing your tumbies. It's the up-down report. Oh, yeah, there's that dubstep. Haven't heard that in a while. All right, first one, guys. The Wizards announced Tuesday that star guard Bradley Beal will not participate in the upcoming restart because of an injury to his right rotator cuff. Beal experienced discomfort earlier in the season, which worsened, I guess, here during the four-month, five-month suspension of play. Uh, Wizards GM Tommy Shepard said that although he was able to play through the majority of the season with the injury, the layoff did not leave the franchise feeling comfortable that he would have enough time to be ready to perform at this high level. So, Tass, let's start with you. Are you up or down on this shoulder injury being Beal's reason for not playing are you buying it i guess <laughs> definitely got to go way down on this and i'm not trying to start a conspiracy theory here <laughs> right. but uh bradley beal would have played I, I do very much believe if we had a regular season coming up in a regular fashion if they're playing washington and then they went into the playoffs he would be playing it's a bubble injury really that's keeping him out of the situation and his team's not all that good and he's very aware that if they go down there He's going going down there to be away from his family for at least a month, you know, probably six weeks after the first round of the playoffs. Yep. If they if they were to make it that far and they would be bounced, he understands that. Uh, you know, it's similar to Davis Bertans, who who decided he wants to uh, focus on signing a contract this offseason. There are bigger motivations for Bradley Beal than trying to do something in the playoffs this year. And that is next year. And that's a sort of a downside of being an NBA fan that sometimes if you're part of the six, seven, eight, nine seeds, if you're a fan of those teams, you know that we don't really have a shot. And I think Bradley Beal is pretty aware of that. And the shoulder may be nagging him. But yeah. where did this re- when did this report start? Only a few days ago. I, I mean, it wasn't really a, a story in April or May or June. And... Uh, 
That's that's where it's that's where it's coming from. It's just that they know they're not going to win. Lee, you agree? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, being a big Brill fan, uh, I'm not going to see him. So it's like you know, there's there's. I mean, again, there's no point in the Wizards even being there in the first place. And I wonder if the NBA, if they had sort of known this prior, would they have even bothered? I guess maybe because in the West, is there's a little bit more of a race, a tiny race. But there's no one. No one expects the Wizards to be able to come back and, and uh, make the playoffs. And even if they do, they're going to get absolutely killed by the Bucks in the first round anyway. So if you're Bradley Beal, he's had a great season. Um, he, he may garner some MVP votes. I don't know. I mean, he's you know he's well, been so good. Well, I wonder if he makes All NBA. That's what yeah. I, I mean, uh, I think he's second leading scorer in the league. I believe he right now. He averaged like over yeah, 30 points 30, per game. Uh, yeah, I know. He That's had an incredible good. season. Um, but he didn't well. make the All Star team either. Remember that. So you know, people I think kind of said, well, yeah, look at look. You know, the Wizards don't have anybody else. I mean, that's not entirely true. They have some other good players, but uh, Beal was having a good season. But I think right now he's got to look long term. And it's like to come back and, and play these games, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for him. I, I wouldn't want to do it being away from my family for a for a meaningless sort of uh, adventure like this. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with him not going. And sure, the shoulder injury, why not? You know, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, the Wizards sit at 24 and 40. They're five and a half games back from the Magic currently for the eighth and final playoff spot in the East. And you would have to be within four games to force the Mega Bowl. Um, there's no Bertans. You already said that task. There's no John Wall, of course, still. Now there's no Beal. Yeah, it's a little weird. And uh, whatever. It's, are they just like, hey, pick a body part. What, what's a little mm-hmm. sore? Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Okay, fine. <laughs> they shouldn't be there, like you said. We said that right from the jump. No well, doubt. one of the teams they're chasing are going to be without someone, too. They're going to be without a lot of guys, actually. Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie, he also announced uh, this week he's not going to join the team in Orlando after testing positive again for the coronavirus. So that brings the Nets up to four players out due to the virus or COVID-19 concerns in the lead-up here to the resumption of play. Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, and Wilson Chandler. We know they have no Kyrie, no KD yet, playing in a Brooklyn Nets uh, uniform. They don't really have anybody. Uh, though they did sign some people. We'll get to that in a second. But here's my question. Lee, you can get us started here. Are you up or down on the NBA just stepping back and going, hmm, hmm. Yeah, the Wizards are missing a lot of guys. Nets are missing a lot of guys. Are you up or down on them just merging those two teams together? Survivor style. Big up. Big up on that. Why not? Why not just see what you can get out of this team? I mean, obviously it wouldn't happen. But uh, again, it's a bit of an experiment. Get a few of those guys out there playing and maybe they can put one decent team together between them because uh, right now neither of those teams I mean look the Nets maybe they don't win a game and maybe the Wizards somehow win seven and becomes a race there that'd be great but uh, you know this is the chance to experiment a little bit and you could probably even combine this team without telling people as well and not a whole lot of people would notice they'd just go oh that guy's on the Nets now oh is he on the I thought he was on the Wizards no he's on the Nets you know so uh, yeah yeah, it's uh, it, it, it again it's just a it, it, it doesn't um, look great, I think, when, again, the, Wiz- the the Nets are missing so many of their players already, and now other guys are just sitting out because they don't, you know, it's for cautionary reasons, which I understand. That's a smart decision from Spencer Dinwiddie, but uh, it just kind of makes now this um, these last eight regular season games, again, look a bit pointless, really. I mean, what's the point of even playing them, particularly when you've got the Eastern Conference where, uh, you know, six six of those teams really aren't even going to uh, have any say of, of what happens in the playoffs. So I think, um, I, I just think it's this the, This is where the NBA would have been better off trying the 1 through 16 experiment or at least just starting with the playoffs straight away uh, so that maybe you don't get this situation. Maybe maybe if they were in the playoffs and they were going straight there, maybe someone like Dinwiddie and Jordan 
would play. I'm not sure, but uh, it's uh, it's just it's just yeah. We just don't need these regular season games, and and this is you know more evidence of that. Yeah, the reason why I do like the regular season games is that guys actually get to play in game situations, uh, but they're obviously pretty pointless uh, other than the dollar dollar bills. I mean, that's yeah. what it really comes down to. They're playing these 88 games, uh, these quote, quote unquote seeding games before the playoffs because the regional networks have to get to a, a certain amount of games aired on their t- televisions to get the money to this uh, to the teams. And so that's how they're getting paid. And yeah, it's a little nuts to see the Wizards and the Suns down there. Um, and it's a little, <laughs> a little weird that uh, the Wizards and the Nets are on the Celtics schedule, for instance. Uh, they've got a far easier schedule now that Bradley Beal is out and all these guys are out on the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why this, the setup uh, for the, the two-seed battle is pretty interesting in the Eastern Conference. The Raptors are up three games on the Boston Celtics, but Boston has two gimmies in the, the Wizards and the Nets. And then they have one game against the Raptors, and the Raptors don't have any of those gimmies. So, uh, yeah, if the Celts win all three of those, they win the tiebreaker, and, and that makes it interesting. And if you win the two-seed, you are playing the Magic um, or one of these teams, the Nets or, or the Wizards, uh, probably the just the Nets, actually. But it's probably going to be the Magic because they have their team. Uh, they got on the bus from Orlando. Yeah. And, one, and we're one of the first teams in Orlando. What are you guys doing? Why don't you go chill for a couple more days? Be like, <laughs> be like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, which is a very interesting scenario, actually. What, it's, them not getting on the team flight and arriving yeah. later? And there's well, no... There's, why do you say it's interesting? What, what do you, because, what do you to? yeah, our Sham Sharanya reported on The Athletic, Russell Westbrook, James Harden didn't make the trek. Usually there would be an addendum. They failed the corona test. They there is a reason that they're not there. No reason provided other than my brain goes to they're superstars and they don't want to go this early. Mm-hmm. And they say, "Hey, let's let's just show up on June or July, I don't know, 20th. We'll quarantine for a couple days." And then we'll get into practice. We don't need to be there that long. It, it sounds like Tass Mellis arriving for a flight. It's like, oh, we don't need to be there a half hour and grab some pizza with Lee. You know, I'll just show one up one minute before that flight's leaving. <laughs> Good move. Hey, smart move, Harden and Westbrook. Uh, but what, JD, what do you think of this survivor style? Like, should we get probes down there in Orlando? You know, have Ish Smith, Garrison Matthews for the Wizards show up. And there's a couple of the Nets, Karis LeVert, you know, Joe Harris. They all sit down and have a feast and, like, really just become one. They, we, give them a, we give them some paint and a flag. They can rename their team, whatever they want. What do you, yeah. what do you think? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it'll be awesome. And by the way, guys, at that, fe- at that feast, make sure you look for the advantage because there's always an advantage at yeah. the feast. <laughs> oh. What would be the advantage? Like, just uh, the best mm. shoes or something like that? Or I don't mm. know what it would be. You can steal somebody's shoes, maybe, or, uh, yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah, maybe you can play something that uh, if that team makes it to the eighth seed, Giannis can't participate in a game or two oh, yeah. in the first round of a series. Yeah. So, something there. All right, well, I'm up with this uh, idea as well. Just merge the two teams together. They shouldn't even be there for crying out loud. <laughs> but merge them together and it could be fun. All right, our next one, sticking with the Nets. Because they're scrambling here to refine uh, replacement players, they made two moves this week. They reportedly signed 40-year-old guard Jamal Crawford and 31-year-old forward Michael Beasley. Now, Crawford hasn't played in the NBA since April 2019 when he scored 51 points for the Suns against the Mavericks Yep, in his final game. And uh, Beasley's last game was February 2019 for, Lee, a little trivia question. 
not the Lakers, I don't think. Yeah, well, uh, no, it was, it the, was Lakers. the Lakers. Oh, it, yeah, was. it was. the Lakers. Then he got I, traded and waved, I think. Was it to the Clippers? Uh, yeah, um, so I, I, I knew he got traded, but I, I thought he played with someone else. But you're right. So, Tass, are you up or down on the Nets? Signing these two guys, Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley on the Nets. Oh, God, I love it. I am way up. It's crazy. Uh, but the Nets are more interesting to watch now than they have but would have been with all their players. I know it's weird to say that. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, great player, probably gives them a better chance to win, but I'm on record as saying if they got that seven seed, they still would have got swept by the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors would have had their first sweep in franchise history. They weren't going to win anything anyways. You got Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley. Yeah, we're going to watch ISO ball uh, for a little bit, and I think I think it's actually more interesting, which is nuts to say. Uh, a 40-year-old guard and Michael Beasley, who's been out of the league and actually won't be able to play in the first five seeding games because yeah. he's going to be suspended, and they signed him anyways, uh, which is nuts. But I guess he's Kevin Durant's good friend, and, and people are uh, you know, claiming that he, Kevin Durant wanted him on the team, uh, and uh, Sean Marks, GM of the Nets, says, hey, we're just getting the best guy available Crawford and Beasley sign. Nick Young's got to go somewhere next, but I think right. they're more interesting to watch. I know it's. I know it sounds dumb to say, but maybe they would have won one game with Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan and Wilson Chandler, and now they're probably going to win zero. Yeah, Tess is uh, wise to point that out. Beasley will have to serve a five-game suspension for violating the NBA's <laughs> anti-drug policy last August. So he'll cool. play in a couple seeding games and then maybe in the playoffs. But what do you think, Lee? Yeah, that's uh, pretty desperate stuff from the Nets, though, isn't it? Like, I'm only good for maybe three or four games. That's fine. We need you. We need yeah, anyone. We, we, but we could use it. <laughs> the most shocking thing for me is that Beasley's only 31. Like, he's been around since the 2008 draft. So, I mean, that, I guess he was drafted when he was 19, but it just feels like he's a lot older than that. Oh, yeah. You know, you feel, you know like when you think 31, a lot of players are kind of in their prime or, or you know, pretty close to it at that point. He sort of feels like he's been to China for a few years. He's been back in the league, and now he hasn't played for a couple of years, and he's back, and he's only 31. So, um but yeah, Crawford, uh, you know, when we had him on the show a few years ago, I remember, still just looks in incredible shape. And you know he's ready to go. So uh, he won't need too many warm-up Let's get games. in a dress shirt. <laughs> he won't need uh, he won't need sort of too much acclimatization. He'll he'll be ready to go out there and just start firing away. And uh, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, we talked the other day about guys getting fifty. I mean, I know he had fifty in his last game in a, in a bit of a uh, the last game of the season against the Suns. I think it was uh, you know last season. I don't think he's going to get fifty, but you know that uh, I can see Crawford easily getting a couple of thirty point games out of this because a they don't have many players and uh, and b he's just a flat out scorer. So um, yeah, yeah. He's a walking uh, bucket. Yeah, yeah, he he scored 51 when he was on the Suns versus the Mavericks. Um, Excuse me, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I'm I'm with you. We we were debating, hey, is anybody going to score? I guess the line was 55 and a half, right, Tass? That was the, for the seeding games, you could bet on, you know, yes, someone will uh, go 56 or more or or no way. And we were debating like, what? Somebody's not going to score that much. Or yeah, Trey and I were like, yeah, it's going to happen. This helps Trey and I's case. I mean, he could do it. He yep. honestly could do yeah. it, despite being 40 years old. The guy just, he, <laughs> he can score. And uh, when he's on, he is on. So, And he might have a go at it, too, uh, like you were saying, with uh, their lack of players and especially lack of offensive talent there. Hell, Karis LeVert might even go for 50. There's yeah. not a lot of other guys. He had a 50 this year, didn't he, Karis yeah. LeVert? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and and so I wonder how long the starters bump lasts because we've, <laughs> we've, we've claimed for years that people come on our show – couple weeks later go out and have a great game yeah you you mentioned jamal crawford has been on our show lee 
They also have Justin Anderson that they signed as a replacement player, also been on our show a very long time ago. So I don't know, does the starters bump last eight years? Uh, Because Justin Anderson's going to, yeah, he's going to show up. They signed 22-year-old Dante Hall. Just a bunch of guys out there that no one's going to know. But yeah, maybe Jamal Crawford goes off against the team because they're not really expecting much from the Brooklyn Nets. And they take that sort of that seeding game off and uh, we'll get a show. Oh, I hope so. When did we have Jamal Crawford on, Lee? Do you remember? Does anybody remember? Uh, I mean, it must be um, three yeah. years ago now. Oh, so he, yeah, he was still playing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. he was... Um, Clippers. That makes sense. Yeah, he was... Uh, he wasn't... We didn't nominate him for Sixth Man of the Year, but I think he won it, actually, mm, that year. You might be right. Because I think right. he, uh, he called us out on the show. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. is right. Okay, yeah. good call. Good call. All right, uh, so the Nets got Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley. <laughs> Whew, you're right. Tass is right. I mean, it does make them... More of a must-watch for me, just because I'm curious. See what uh, see what those two guys can do. All right, our next one here. Well, we already know where Lee stands on this one, but I wanted to hear from Tass and JD. JD, we'll start with you. Are you up or down on Magic Johnson admitting that he has someone else send his tweets for him? Uh, is like so he said that he was basically telling somebody what to say and writing it down for him yeah yes yes that's what uh, he said to Rob Lowe right <laughs> is is that person Siri is that person Siri <laughs> uh, no I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure I'm I, not listen sure. I'm down on this to be because whether it's Siri or a personal assistant or whoever you're just throwing them under the bus you're dictating whatever you're saying do you blame your keyboard for whatever you tweet i mean it's it's stupid and by the way if there is a human that's that's doing this you need to replace that person magic you need to replace him or her with my man Lee Ellis. <laughs> yeah, but see, I don't think any, anyone needs to change anything with Magic's tweets. I think they are perfect, I, I, and, and they will continue to be I perfect see, yeah, because um, you don't think I mean, they've lost some magic, though. Knowing this, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit, Lee. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I look, I, I don't want to take too much credit for sort of uh, exposing Magic's tweets on the tweet of the week, but I think I gave them life, you know, and yeah. uh, and you know, um, people. I don't know. People just enjoy magic because it. Someone, I think it was, um, I think it was Harrison Fagan wrote uh, yesterday from uh, Silver Screen and Roll that magic is kind of like the only guy watching TV and he's telling everyone sort of what's happening as if no one else can see what's going on. And I think right. that's that's kind of perfect. <laughs> it is way more fun to picture him lying in his bed with his phone just. Tweeting away in the middle of the night. All I mean, let, 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 let me just pick one out here at random, okay? Sure. All right, read us one. The Lakers losing Avery Bradley is a tough loss and will make it more difficult for them to win the NBA championship. <laughs> right. Right. Fair point. I mean, at least that's actually for him. That's a bit of a take. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like someone. But do you think so? Do you think maybe someone's there in the room and they say, and and uh, you know, the news comes through and Magic just says that, and someone's like, all right, I'll just tweet that out. You know, it's just a comment, whatever. Who cares? And I think sort of, he says it, or he thinks it first, then he says it out loud, and then goes, "That'd be a good tweet." Hey, hey, man, you tweet that. <laughs> that's what oh, I think happens. Man. But he's always every second or third tweet. I've said this before is. Um, he always says like me and Cookie, oh, Cookie and yeah. I. Cookie so and Cookie's I, yeah. around him here all the time. His wife. Uh, they're always thanking people for the parties and stuff like that. There's usually like a great photo attached to it. But Tass, what do you think? Uh, are you up or down on now knowing that Magic isn't the one actually, you know, putting it into his phone or his computer? 
Way down. Way down. I, I agree with you, Skeets, in that, yeah, you're breaking down the fourth wall a little bit here. Yeah. And it's sort of like uh, the Iron Sheik when he was tweeting a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> right. And uh, it was yeah. it was a report, uh, a full artic- full-blown article revealing that it was two guys uh, tweeting all his really stupid tweets. And uh, then that just changed everything. But I, I think... But hold on, hold on, hold on. Those were people doing a parody of the Iron Sheik. Or were they with the Iron Sheik? Well, I think they, they got the approval of the Iron Sheik. Oh. No, they, they, they were in cahoots. It was oh. like Iron Sheik wasn't dictating every little thing, I, I okay, don't think. Okay. But but it was, yeah, Iron Sheik doing stupid stuff. And then these guys, I think they did a little bit of a collab with Iron Sheik. They're like, hey, we'll be Nikolai Volkov isn't around. We'll be your tag team partner. Uh, but uh, um, I don't think, JD, that he would approve of somebody just going, uh, you know, freewheeling and writing whatever they want. He wants a yes man in that yeah, role. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah. that to me is the problem. Well, maybe, what about this one, Jade? I found another one here from Magic. You tell me if you think this is straight from Magic or someone someone else has written it. Just finished watching two of my favorite movies of all time, The Negotiator and Absence of Malice. I've seen both of them multiple times because they have great storylines, multiple A-list actors, and are extremely well written. (laughs) You know what? It's genius. I take it back. Yeah, it really is. I mean, now I'm starting to think, does it make it more hilarious that there's someone else actually writing it in his voice? Because he's, in theory, telling them to write it. I don't know now. Now I'm torn. Now I'm torn. Oh, oh man. Yeah, Magic Johnson's Twitter account. It's giving us so much good content. All right, we got a lot more up-downs to throw some thumbs on. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors. With our return to YouTube this week, a few people have pointed out to me that they've noticed my hair is looking a bit unruly. And it's true. I won't deny it. I haven't been to see my hairdresser Kay, lovely lady she is, in months. At first it was bothersome, but I'll be honest, lately I'm kind of digging the scruffy look again. Takes me back to my early 20s when the grunge look was all the rage. So while I've been letting things go up top, let me tell you, I've been keeping it a little tidier down below thanks to Manscaped because no one likes a mangy scruff south of the border. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit from Manscaped comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Look, I'm not trying to get too creative down there, just keeping it neat and tidy like the first day pitch of a test match in cricket. And like the heavy or medium roller used on cricket pitches, you can adjust the settings on your lawnmower to get your line and length just right and keep conditions comfortable for your third man, just as any good groundsman would. And if you've had any trouble with your bounces after a long day, the Manscaped Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturiser that will keep you fresh and ready, which is very important if you're called up to be the night watchman. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a below-the-belt toner that's designed to give you a pep in your step and smell great. It's the sort of ball tampering that won't get you suspended. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Chev Tra- the Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC. <laughs> I don't know 
know why that felt like 10 minutes long to me. <laughs> felt longer than a cricket match. <laughs> yeah, a cricket integration in there. Yeah. Wow. JD, what are you going to do? Are you going to put the cricket music? Of course, of course I am. I'm, I'm slacking back and forth with JD while Lee's reading it saying, hey, are you going to put the cricket music in? Already marked it, JD writes back. Well, what is a night watchman in the game so, of cricket? Is there a so, Jon Snow out there that has to stand there and watch? No, so what happens is, um, so, so in a test match, you know, it goes for multiple days, right? Now, say mm-hmm. your team is batting late in the day and you lose one of your key batsmen. What you do is you send in one of the, the guys lower in the order mm-hmm. who all he has to do is basically hold his end up and not go out and so that he sort of protects one of the higher order batsmen. So he's called the night watchman. So he goes out. Now, the thing is, he has to go out there and bat the next day. You can't sort of then chop him and change him unless he goes out. So the idea being that one of the one of the uh, more prominent batsmen doesn't have to go out there and face a few tricky deliveries and maybe lose his wicket. Instead, someone else will just go out there and kind of uh, dead bat the ball around a bit and not go out. Doesn't always work. Sometimes it backfires because the night right. watchman goes out. But uh, that's the idea. It's protecting one of the higher order batsmen. The night watchman. That's a great name for that that role. <laughs> I like that. Bit of a pinch hitter. Yeah. yeah kind of, yeah. Kind of. Like, he, he, this guy's not the worst batsman on your team, but he's uh, he's, he's a lower order batsman. Usually it is a bowler who's um, just and he's just not good play- at- So he's not playing the field. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. He plays. Yeah, it's not the designated hitter in that sense. Like, it's a bowler. Usually, it's a bowler oh, okay. um, who's who's decent enough with a bat that he can uh, he can you know survive and a couple survive. of overs. Just yeah. say, just put your but bat in front it. of him. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. What a sport! I love it. All right, we got another ad here. I have a question, <laughs> and y'all want to listen to the answer because I've experienced something amazing during the quarantine. If you were to guess, on average, how many days? Do people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? A week, maybe? One test match length. (laughs) I'm not sure how long that is, but on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically a month. But not anymore. I've seen an online doctor for my poison ivy right from my desk chair, and it took mere hours. Pretty badass. And if you're dealing with a serious condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. It's okay. A lot of people have ED and poison ivy. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication with free two-day shipping right to you. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel any time. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, back into the up-down report. While some NBA players seem to be enjoying their hotel rooms in Florida or in Orlando there, Rajon Rondo, maybe not a fan, the veteran guard appeared to express some displeasure on social media this week, sharing a photo of a room. Um, Was it his? Is he even there yet? I'm not sure. But with the following caption, Motel 6, huh? And then the uh, little emoji giving the finger to, again, the room that in theory he would be staying in or he isn't. So, Taz, you can get us started here. Yep or down on Rondo seemingly being upset 
with his Orlando hotel room. Down. That room looked all right. right. It did not look like a Motel 6 room. Having watched videos from various NBA players, saw Serge Ibaka go in his room. His room, way smaller than that room. Evan Fournier, he's got full carpet in his room, unlike Rajon Rondo. <laughs> There's nothing hiding in your wood or laminate pad or paneling there, Rajon Rondo. Evan Fournier, who knows what's hiding in that carpet? So uh, I'm always of the opinion that you, know, you can never tell what people are saying on social media, like, for instance, you know Troy Daniels' food photo. We've seen later on the meals are far more elaborate than that, but that's what he really meant. That's what Rajon Rondo really meant. I, I'm, I'm totally convinced that he doesn't like his room. He's already upset, but this isn't up for Motel 6 because their rooms are not as nice as what Rajon Rondo is saying. <laughs> a Motel 6 room is like, oh, that thing. That was a nice photo. And you're right, Skeets, the Lakers got down there yesterday. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he was in his room or not. But why would he? Why would he put that out there if it wasn't his room? Yeah. Well, like, because I think um, I mean he knows the hotel he's staying in. He knows the yeah. type of rooms he's staying in. Because yeah. I saw Whitney Medworth. She shared photos of the Grand Destino Hotel. The, the, right. They're the exact rooms that he was sharing. So again, I don't know if it's his actual photo or just one he found on the internet. But that's where he's going to be anyway. Lee, I guess is the answer. But you're yeah. right. It's weird. It's this is a this is just a bad look overall, though. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, it, like, Bamani Jones tweeted it. And he summed it up perfectly. I love this. Quote, Bomani Jones. Remember, everyone judges how nice a hotel is compared to where they live. Okay? No one wants a hotel that isn't as nice as their house. Also remember, though, nobody wants to hear this from the rich dude. You got to take that L quietly. Hmm. He ain't wrong. Both points (laughs) there. Both points. You know, for a lot of us, we look at the room and go, damn, nice room. I guess Rondo maybe looks at it and goes, this sucks. My house is way better than this. I don't know. <laughs> but but also, it. if that's the case, don't let everybody know that. Just keep yeah. it quiet, man. Not now. These, we got people going in there risking their lives to make a goddamn basketball tournament or whatever playoffs happen. You know, all the we have some laughs with it all and all that with the food and the hotel rooms, but that's not a, it's just not a good look. No, especially not from Rondo. You know, like like. So what? LeBron could do it. No, what 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 I'm saying is, if LeBron went in and his room was, you know, just a mess and it was untidy and it was cramped, and it's like you could say, well, you know, you gotta you gotta understand that this is LeBron. You know, he has a a more a bigger voice. If you're Rondo, it's like Rondo, come on, man, you're lucky. You're lucky to even be there. Let's be honest. And uh, the only thing I'll disagree with uh, what Bomani said to take this L. It's like this is not even an L. This is like this is fine, man. Like if you can't live in those conditions. What the hell is wrong with you? You know, like the hotel room was fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. And uh, and Rondo just shouldn't be, he's not in the position, a strong enough position to be able to complain about it when there is nothing wrong with that room. So yeah, weak, very weak, weak source. There was a lot yeah. of room. You're saying there was a lot of room in that room, Lee, for you to do your yoga. Of to get your uh, microwave that you called up from the hotel lobby. Yep. Okay. And, and you know what? If they said we don't have one, I'd say you know what? That's fine. I'll cope without it. But yeah, uh, right. there's you enough would, room. There's enough you room. You would for leave. Me. There's enough room for me and Matt to do our bar threes together. So uh, that's fine with me. Right. That's all you need. Yeah. JD, people- what 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 do you think? Sorry, Tess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, we got to make. Rondo, t- take it easy. It's a nice room. I, like I don't know what he expects. Like, what is he looking for? What What more could he want? Like a waterfall? Like what? <laughs> a suite. You think LeBron yeah. gets a suite? 
Yeah, he should too. He's LeBron. I mean, <laughs> like, like there there are a few suites in in hotels like that. You know, a few more exclusive suites. Yeah. Those are reserved for guys like LeBron. I mean, there's no question about it. That's that's the way it should be too. You know, I mean, uh, and that's the way I'm sure it's getting. And and again, even if LeBron wasn't in a suite, I don't think he you're going to see him complaining about his room anyway. He's not going to say, "Oh man, I can't believe they've put me here," because they wouldn't. They take care of him. Most people are having fun down there. Lou Williams yep. walking into his room, showing his setup, looking good. Patrick Beverly already has a sage plant in his room. That he, <laughs> is it sage? I don't know. Yeah, That's what he I said. Mean, well, there's uh, no testing down there, so we won't know. Exactly. <laughs> people are having fun. Evan Fournier is having a great workout video. We'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, I think it was Maxi Kleber had uh, had a big dance party going. Yeah, they were doing rooms. the fake DJing out yeah. on their uh, balconies, <laughs> all the Mavericks. Yeah, no, they're, you're right. They're and right. Serge, check Serge Ibaka's room. That thing is tiny. And yeah. he also has, yeah, he also has, it, it, it's a room that traditionally has two beds. And you can see the headboard for both beds, but one bed has been removed. Mm. And so it looks like duty. I mean, it doesn't look good, uh, especially Serge Ibaka's filming wasn't all that good. But he could complain if he if he really wanted to. He's like he could say, "Hey, I get you know, let's get a, a room with one bed, gives me a little bit more space." That it's like half the size of whatever Jean Rondo's photo was. So, Serge, you can complain. You're allowed. You're part of the <laughs> you're part of the championship Raptors. You're allowed to. Let's hear from you guys. Up or down on, again, Rondo seemingly being upset with his Orlando hotel room. Are we jumping to conclusions with that? I don't know. Maybe you tell us. You tell us. All right. Well, sticking with the uh, players arriving down there in Orlando, we're getting glimpses, like you said, Tass, of life inside this bubble. Um, On Tuesday, Magic teammates Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, they showed us their welcome gift bags, courtesy of the league. There was a lot inside these things. I mean, there's there's tons of snacks, there's books, there's blankets, there's a phone charger, a speaker, a Bluetooth keyboard, a Fire TV stick, a coloring book, a silverware case, uh, more. There's more. Lego? Any Lego in there? There was no Lego. That was smart. That would have been very smart. But uh, JD, we'll, we'll go with you here. You saw the video. Are uh, you up or down on this NBA bubble welcome gift bag? Yeah, well, first of all, go watch the whole video. Uh, it's like 10 minutes long on uh, Evan's uh, Instagram page. Uh, Mo Verney would be so proud of him. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> it so is, funny. It is such a great hotel walkthrough. We didn't we didn't get to see the, the safe, I don't think, but uh, we did see the bathroom, the toilet, and the raised shower head, which was great uh, that he pointed out in French. Uh, uh, secondly... I'm down in general on gift bags for guys who make $17 million a year. In general, it's just, I don't know, it's like, why? These guys make enough money. But on the other hand, they're entering a bubble for our entertainment, so give them whatever. Uh, But I'm way up on this gift bag, mostly because of Evan Fournier's enthusiasm in (laughs) unboxing it. It's so great. Like the coloring book, I've never seen anybody so excited about a coloring book and pencils. (laughs) Then the the Dawn dish soap comes out and a sponge and it's just like, okay. But really, that's quite, it is quite practical. And then the picnic set came out and I swear to God, I had the exact same Reaction is he did in unison. I was like, oh, nice. In the same At the same time, we said it together. <laughs> oh, it was, it's just awesome. And it, just, to, just to see a guy that's so happy to be there, in contrast to, to Rondo, like, 
is it's just a goddamn delight. <laughs> and then he moves on to another bag, which is full of snacks, like yeah. snacks, so many <laughs> snacks. For an, yeah. for a professional athlete, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, I'm like, goddamn, I go through that in a day. Uh, and then he goes on to the NBA tote bag where there's actually some pretty cool stuff in there like a speaker a, a yep. speaker like Ning he's called it uh, a Bluetooth keyboard and then a thermal blanket with an NBA the logo on it which is like we're in a heat wave and you're in a Atlanta <laughs> or, or Orlando so I don't know did but you, yeah I, you're, I didn't, you're up I didn't I'm see it all JD but did he did he show you the bath at all did you get a glimpse oh, of yeah, the bath oh yeah you said the, the bath is normal size but he did make a he did as I said made he made a point of showing that the taller uh, shower head, and you can still see the hole where they had to like rip right. out the old one. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty no- it's a pretty normal hotel room. I mean, Rondo would hate it. So you'd but be it, pretty it comfortable does, in that bath. It does just go yeah. to show you though. It doesn't matter how much money you make ten million dollars, twenty million dollars a year. Everybody loves free stuff. It's true. Yes. That's what I took from it. He's yeah. like, you're right, JD. He's like legit excited. He's like, whoa, Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah. He could buy millions of those. <laughs> but he's like, this is cool. It's free. All right, I'll give this a go in here. Tass, what'd you think of the gift bag? Well, I thought he kind of got bored when it came to the Bluetooth keyboard and the joystick. Uh, he, what, what else? Mm. There's some other gaming something. He kind of, he loved the coloring book. And then it sort of, he's like, oh, Bluetooth keyboard, huh? I, mean, huh. ah, I uh, thought he was a little more excited uh, than that. He's like, ah. Well, he listen. He is he is ridiculously happy. He made a ten minute video that's edited so well, puts Mulverney to shame. Yeah. That 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 video is incredible. There's uh, like this is the time that they they as players should be improving on their social media abilities and and working on their editing skills. And I'm not sure if Evan just fires off all that footage to somebody and somebody else does it. But, yeah, it was great watching him work out, uh, breaking out the TRX, Mm -hmm. doing the push-ups on that dirty carpet. And if there's anybody (laughs) that should be complaining about their hotel rooms, it's the guys who live down the road. Uh, All these guys got on a, a bus ride from Orlando, from their, I guess it was the arena or their practice arena, and came down here. And their houses, they can like throw something. See their, their house. house. <laughs> There's my mansion front. over there. <laughs> yeah, from the bubble, they should be complaining. But Evan Fournier, as as we've said, delighted to yeah. be in that room. He's pumped, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the and that's gonna rub off on each other, right? I mean, that's that's all uh, about that. You know, the attitude is everything in terms of their their team. Like that's gonna rub off on each other, isn't yeah. it? If you're if you're pissy all the time, um, that's gonna be interesting to mm-hmm. see uh, the effect on that. So far, Evan. T. Ross, he told T. Ross to shut up in the hallway, right? right yeah, at the beginning yeah, of that video. yeah, you're right. He was yelling. <laughs> he saw Ken Burge. He was making fun of him for having like, you know, three suitcases. Uh, yeah, then you're right. Then there's yelling from Ross. He tells him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, the camaraderie's high, I think, on the magic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very funny. What'd you think, Lee? Yeah, I, I, what I really want to do now is uh, see JD do a Moverney uh, hotel room tour next time we go in a hotel. I think, yeah. uh, I think we have to now, JD. We absolutely have to. But also, Mo has been out of the game for a while. So uh, now that the standard's been raised, I think Mo's going to, uh, next time he goes on a trip, he's going to show us what he can do. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. You know, the challenge, the, the hotel... Uh, room tour now is something that uh, is going to be must watch. So. <laughs> it, it, it could be that we're we're, we're so starved for hotel room tours. Yeah. It's like giving a, a cracker to a starving guy on a desert island, right? It was just, but I loved it. I I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it. And, and Lee, 
You got to upgrade your bar three. You got to you got to get the the gear that uh, Evan was using in his his room. It was awesome. Mm, mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to, if they have a core ball and a, and a, and a roller and some weights and some uh, elastic bands, then uh, yeah, then you can do it all. Chin up bar. Looking yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Terrence Ross, he had a video too where he was showing the um, sort of the NBA players lounge where they uh, have the video games and they had some arcades and they had ping pong tables and, and all of that stuff. Um, looked pretty nice. Though I did point out on the ping pong table, there was four paddles. <laughs> and we know that doubles are prohibited. So that seems like a trap. Like, you know, don't fall for that, guys. Like, get rid of the two of those immediately, or at least put them to the side so then you can swap them out. And then you can clean the other ones while, uh, you know, you got this tournament going on of ping pong. Yeah. But, and yeah, if you're wearing nice. your Ura ring playing doubles, you're going to be beeping every two seconds because you can't be within six feet of somebody before you're ring beeps right and, and those... uh the the arcade machines that they had lined up i mean they look great there was like a showtime one um you know they're all in a back corner but there's no way they're separated by six feet so no. like is only one guy allowed to be playing the arcades uh mm. one machine at once like they can't play four players i mean if you can't play four uh you know double ping pong then you can't play four player on showtime so anyway hilarious stuff make sure you go watch all these videos it's they're very very funny all right, our next one. Well, let's go to football here for a sec. This week, the Chiefs and Super Bowl MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes reached an agreement on a 10-year contract extension that ties him to Kansas City through the 2031 season. The deal, reportedly worth $450 million over the 10-year period, could be worth up to $503 million. And the extension includes a $140 million injury guarantee as well as a no-trade clause. This is wild. Pass. Football. Up or down on the Chiefs signing Mahomes to the largest contract for an athlete in sports history. Wow. That's the largest contract in sports. I'm up. Nobody wants to be giving out money in the NFL right now. Dak sitting on the sidelines waiting for his deal. Uh, I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes. Undoubtedly happy for that guy. Only one year in the league. We know what we got. Let's give it to him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. And he could have gotten... Apparently, I don't really understand how the, the cap situation works, but he said he took less than he could have per year uh, because he didn't wow. want to be the guy that took all the dollars. <laughs> uh, so he legitimately said, I, I, would, I don't want to be the guy that you know reduces our chance of getting other guys on this team, so I'm going to be the good guy. So I don't know. I, lo- I really like Patrick Mahomes. I don't yeah. know much about him, but I'm on his side. Lee, what do you think? Sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not exactly my wheelhouse here. But the problem I'd see with football is, like, the quarterback, you can sign for 10 years. Would would any other player get a 10-year contract on a football team? Because they, they usually have, like, a two- or three-year window, don't they, where they're sort of good and then, uh, you know, they get beaten up all the time. So, you know, you, you look at guys like Tom Brady, I think he's 42, I think, and he's still playing because, mm-hmm. you know, the quarterbacks get protected by everybody. So they're fine. Mm-hmm. But it's the other guys who get mashed when they go out there. So, uh, you know... Meh, fine. Have it. What, enjoy it. Well, here, here's the here's the question I wanted to throw at you, Lee. Which yeah. NBA star would you sign to this type of money? Ten year deal, five hundred million right now. So you're not going to do LeBron, of course. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, even if you think he's invincible, I, yeah, know, he's older. Well, Who'd you go? Oh, Giannis. I guess he's what twenty. Is he twenty five? I believe Giannis. Yeah. So, twenty five. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Zion, of course, Ja Morant, and some of those younger guys. But but proven product already with, and I think he'll still be good. 
in certainly eight of those years anyway, I, I would uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, you know, like still. Why eight of those years? Well, I'm just thinking like if he's 35, 36. I mean, LeBron's 35 and he's still yeah. still playing well. So, yeah, Giannis, uh, as long as he takes care of himself, and I, and I see no reason why he wouldn't, uh, I think he'd still be getting return on that contract in 10 years' time. Okay, so Giannis, I would agree with that one. Tass, I assume you do too. What about Luca? He'd probably be on the list, short list. Super young guy, already like an MVP candidate. Yeah, I would. Uh, there's so much talk about Zion, even Luca, as the young guys in this league. I think See, Giannis- Zion, Zion, I don't think you can lock in because of no. injury. I agree. I agree. Right? But, you know, he's on the NBA 2K21 cover. It's, all, it's almost like Giannis is being overlooked already, maybe because. You know, Zion is a is a ratings beast, or mm-hmm. just just because people want to jump on the new thing. But it is like Giannis is being overlooked yep. in the young guy conversation, and he's twenty five and he's an MVP, and he's a young twenty five because he started uh, a little bit late playing ball. So I, I would I would jump on that. He'll probably help out the Greek economy as well uh, <laughs> indirectly. So right. I would I would take Giannis over even over Luca because I understand it's a uh, you know the three man's game the three balls game right now but no matter what happens with the game if it starts to go towards the inside a little bit you know Yanis will be even better I think he'll be good in all iterations of the game and look Luca's gonna be good for 10 years too yeah. um, but we're talking MVP right here congrats to Mahomes what a deal unbelievable all right couple more here according to Eric Walden of the Salt Lake Tribune Utah Jazz Reserve Center Tony Bradley said he unintentionally put on a bunch of muscle during the NBA's hiatus and that he's been getting compliments for, quote, leaning up. So here's my question. Are you up or down on your quarantine bod? JD, up or down? Well, I just worked out, so I'm still feeling the buzz. You know, the endorphins are flowing through me. I feel strong. I feel sore, but strong. So I'm up, but that's going to wear off. As soon as I eat lunch or something. As soon as I eat something, I'm back to fat guy again. I'm just, just hating myself. So, uh, But right now, I'm up. I'm up. Okay. I'm up. Yeah, you, you and Tass, right before we jumped on here to record this podcast, guys were looking a little... Well, let's be honest, a little wet. Like yeah. you had either just gotten out of the shower, in your case, JD, or you had just gotten back from a run. In Tass's case, Tass was looking real shiny. I'm like, what, what the hell's going on over there? Your AC broke. You're like, just got back from, what'd you say, four mile run, something like that? Yeah, four God. miles. I was doing so you must be feeling cool. good about the bod. Feel great. Yeah, I'm pulling a Chris Weber right now. I'm still a little wet right now, sweating, sweating, doing my job here. But um, uh, yeah, that'll go away. It's just, it's. It's true. I, uh, you know, I, I fluctuate like JD. It's just so easy to eat at home yeah. when you're just around food. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I had some salmon last night. I had some salmon like I'm Damari Carroll, some salmon. So I'm feeling good. Just have some salmon for lunch, JD. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I am having salmon for lunch and I had salmon <laughs> last night for dinner. But it's the go. fat pills. It's the uh, chocolate-covered almonds that Rachel keeps buying at Costco. Costco. Oh, oh my God. Costco, Costco, Costco. <laughs> yeah. Costco. All right, so these guys are putting in the work, Lily. What about you? How are you feeling about the bod? 
down big time, man. Oh, big time, no. man. I, I can't get into a routine at all. Like for me, doing the bar three was always in the morning when the kids are out of the house. Roxana's working, so I've got some free time and free space. But now the kids are in the house all the time. Roxana works downstairs. So the only sort of empty rooms are one of their bedrooms, just not big enough, or our bedroom just, just don't want to work out there. So I uh, can't. It's like get a motel into six. It is, it is. I, so I can't get into it. And, and the same thing, like I just find a non stop snacking and nibbling and eating things that I just wouldn't normally eat uh and, and you know the problem i'm having as well is the meat consumption you know i'm, I'm just uh oh man I'm, I'm i'm a failing vegetarian badly because um you know like i've been trying to avoid um you know having grills but the weather's great you know there's a couple of neighbors who are like let's get the grill they bring food and you're like yeah sure what the hell and uh but the other day i was out walking past this guy who was grilling his own ribs and uh, you know that scene in um, Finding Nemo where Dory like kind of gets a little bit of blood and it goes up into Bruce the shark's nose. Bruce is the uh, yeah. he's a, he's basically like a, he's a, a reformed fish eating uh, alcoholic, and then he smells the blood and he goes mad. Yeah. I smelled those ribs and I'm like, oh God, I got to go get some, man. I got to get some ribs back on the grill. They were just so good. They just that that scent got me. So um, yeah, I'm just. Ah, it's tough. I tell you, it's been tough. It's been tough. Can't can't get a really good like. I get a sweat in just because it's so damn hot down here. But it's not one of those workout sweats. So it's like, <laughs> just because uh, you're because you're hot. Yeah. You go outside and it's so humid, and you come back inside after five minutes. And it's like you've been out for a run or you've been working out for an hour. So uh, yeah, not good. Not oh, good man. at all. Sorry to hear that, man. Well, you look you look great. Honestly, you, you, I wouldn't be able to tell. You're like Tony Bradley, man. You're just yeah. falling into it. You just, you, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just fit, man. You're just fit. Yeah. I, I was I was impressed, Taz. Like I was saying right before we recorded, I was like, God, it is. It's stinking hot here in Atlanta today. I mean, it's always hot in the summer in Atlanta, but it was yeah. like, it went up a gear uh, today and it's going to be into next week. And I was like, kudos, Taz. Way to get out there. Get those miles in. Because um, the longer the day goes on, the less likely I am to get out there, that's for sure. You got to get out there Not early. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a battle of time. Uh, it's like the Spurs in the uh, the 2013 Finals. You got to beat the Heat. You got to beat. You got to beat out there. You got to. That's that's a shout out to our man Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> he's always beating the Heat. Yeah, he's always beating other things too. I think. <laughs> All right. Final one. This week we made our triumphant return to YouTube. JD, two days in a row, my man. Got the YouTube video going. <laughs> what a this. streak! What a what streak! A streak. <laughs> what a streak! Is it a streak if it's two? We've had this Oh, no, it's before. not. No, it's got to be three to me. So we'll see if this makes its way to YouTube. Um, <laughs> but here's a, here's an interesting little question off of this. We've obviously been posting the video of us recording this podcast. We're on Zoom and we post it to YouTube. Does that mean that if you watch that, you can say you've watched a podcast, Lee? And Tass, I want you to answer first before we get to Lee. Are you up or down on watching a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Everybody's okay. everybody's doing it, uh, and um, yeah, you get the visual aspect. I'm into it more watching our podcast that JD has put up, and it looks freaking fantastic and sounds freaking fantastic. You're sounds into like, it more. Yeah, I'm into it more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see your face. Right. I want to see your beard. I want to see Lee's hair. Uh, <laughs> I want to see uh, JD's bed for sure. <laughs> My bed. This bed is half made. Just out of frame. It's a <laughs> complete disaster. What is that's like a, oh no, he's panicking. Look at this. 
What, where are you? You're in the basement, right? I mean, yeah. It's, a, oh, it, gotcha. it's, our, mm. it's our bedroom. Guess right. That's your bedroom or your yeah, guest bedroom? Yeah, we, we moved down to the basement. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, man, you're living in the basement. Your We're living in the basement, the uh, yeah. and it was great because we had a, we had a floor separating us and the kids. The kid, We gave the kids the entire upstairs, but they have slept in this room for the last three months every single night. What do you mean? They, they've been sleeping down here. What, on the ground? Yeah, they've got little mattresses over here. And they just <laughs> well, is this because it's cooler down there, or it's just cooler? And, it's cooler, and you know, it's just it's summer vacation, and they've been watching movies and stuff, and uh, it's just a it's just a really bad habit that we got into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> it's still wow, happening. gave them a whole floor on the top floor of your house, and there yeah. they are sleeping. With they you haven't the been up there months. in months. Yeah, living in the basement, JD, riding a skateboard again. <laughs> Feeling young, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be uh, staying up watching scrambled porn. It's a financial. I'm going to get um, a, a, a neon Budweiser sign and put it somewhere in there. Where's the lava lamp? <laughs> uh, Lee, what, so, so Tass is up. He mm. likes watching it. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I enjoy watching uh, when JD makes ours dance like he does. It's great, you know, because it's not just like watching guys like like we're seeing each other right now, just our heads. JD uh, adds those little elements when we're talking about things, and uh, that's what makes it enjoyable. That's what just makes the difference, you know. So uh, sure. that's what I, that's what I like about it. You know, it uh, JD makes it sexy, and that intro for beach stepping <laughs> is the sexiest intro you've seen. That's mm. worth watching the rest of the show just for that alone. Well, until we see the guy's feet walking in the sand, well. that always makes me want to <laughs> gag a little bit. But uh, it is beach stepping. See, I'm down on this. Not not on ours. JD's doing phenomenal work, and a lot of people like it. Obviously, yourself included. It sounds like you guys, but. I don't love the concept of watching a podcast, but because my favorite thing about listening to podcasts is I can be doing something else. That's my favorite part. I can be going for a run. I can be doing the dishes. I can be walking around my backyard like a weirdo picking up sticks. I can be doing (laughs) things while I'm also listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook, something like that. I love multitasking, man. I love it. So you got to watch it. Now I'm just watching it. Now this is like watching TV. But I think people do do things while they're watching the YouTube show. Like, yeah. Well, then you're not really it. watching it. Yeah, fair. I mean... I mean, right? That's but fine. do you need to watch... Like, it's not like you have to, to consume every single frame of this show, right? Like, if somebody's talking about, you know, like I just referred to my bedroom, that's when you look up from the dishes and you, you look and see, uh, right? So you're saying it's like watching a baseball game. Exactly. It's yeah, like yeah. you have it on, you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hear the crack of the bat and the crowd roars. And, right. Oh, now I'll look up. Oh, that's a, yeah. uh, oh, nope, just a deep fly ball to center field. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Let's hear from you guys out there. Are you enjoying watching uh, our podcast on YouTube? Do you watch other podcasts? on YouTube? Does it even count as watching a podcast if you're doing other things? Oh, man. So many questions. So many questions. Let's call it there, though. Fun up-down. If you've got suggestions, topics you want to see in the next up-down, let us know. Email us, along with your questions and comments for Beach Steppin, to nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. That was a fun week. Uh, are we hoping to get Poppin' Packs up as a little bonus podcast this weekend? That's the plan. I'm going to work okay. on that after this. Okay, excellent. So uh, just make sure you're subscribed to No Dunks wherever you download and listen to podcasts, and you'll get that fun little surprise. If you haven't already watched the video, Lee and uh, James Worthy popping a 
popping a pack of old cards. What what cards were you uh, doing? Early they were, 90s. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Fleer, I think they I think were. 91, 92? 90, 91, 92 Fleer. And I will say, a little tease for next week, got a Hall of Famer locked in for next week too. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this. So you must, have, you must be having to like say no to people now like, sorry three-time all-star i've got a the hall of famer coming up well i'm not saying no to people but um the ones who are saying they're in and then i just then they ghost me i'm not having to follow up with again so uh that's not too bad at this point yeah so that's awesome that's awesome. good All right, it's going to so. be on tuesday though it's going to be a throwback tuesday throwback tuesday way back wednesday flashback friday throwback thursday what's monday yeah. if, you, if you pull i one? did one with on a sunday with kenny anderson that can be uh hmm. what can that one be <laughs> slipping back in time sunday yeah. <laughs> all right clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome Thanks for joining us. And remember, watching Evan Fournier work out with the chin-up bar looking good. All I could think was TRX. What you really want? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I, I need this. Uh, I need this. Embrace the weekend, act. people. Embrace the weekend. You could-